Good morning, everybody. Sorry, I little trouble with my internet. I apologize. Um, now, if you're working, do you guys see, do you see the, the sheet that I shared also? Okay. Um, we're not going to need it a whole lot today, but it, it's, uh, it has a bunch of the cases that we've talked about um, the last couple of days, so it, it will be helpful um, a little bit. Um, but uh, let's just get going from where we were. So... Um, Okay, so hold on one second. Okay, so um, let's go back right now on Yud Amud Aleph. Um, I wanted just to just to step backwards just for a second, just to make sure we have everything clear as we move forwards. So let's go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven lines down on Yud Amud Aleph. A couple. This is you know backtracking a, a you know a, a spot or two here, but I just want to make sure we know exactly where we are, so that when we move forward, we know. Uh, we know exactly where we are. Um, okay, so um, as follows. So the so the again the Gemara is is, is searching for um, a response because Re- Rebbe had kind of an, attacked Levi and said Levi had said, "Wow, well, maybe I can have sixteen cases in our Mishnah, right, of kids situations of Arayos." Uh, who therefore can't do Yibam, and their Tzara can't do Yibam, and he wanted to promote, and so he said, why not have 16? And that's where uh, Rebbe attacked him, and said, don't have a brain in your head, um, you want to include the case of, uh, you know, Imo Anusas Aviv, the woman who their father had violated, and then afterwards, the bro- the brother, a man's brother, you know, marries her, and then it turns out that the only person to Yibam with him when he passes away is her own son. And he wanted to include that case. Rebbe wanted to exclude that case. And different reasons why we discussed why Rebbe would exclude that case. Um, and one of the reasons was um, that this concept of these ideas of... Uh, um, he was excluding cases that involve machlokas. Um, that, that, that were the source of a machlokas, and not everyone agrees about those cases. He wanted to exclude those from the Mishnah. Um, and the... Uh, um, and so let's just see how Rav Ashi uh, explained this. So Rav Ashi, Amar la'olam le'isle le'rebi ha'niklal. The Rebbe doesn't know from these ideas that we mentioned for Bichia and Tassim and Beis. Uwapota kamari, and Rebbe actually is willing to include cases that are the source of machlokas. So why was he so angry at Levi and said that he has no brain in his head? What was he saying to him? He didn't notice, he says, that our Mishnah, our first Mishnah, is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Rabbi Yehuda, that Rabbi Yehuda, if you remember, was the one who said a person can never even marry the woman who, uh, if his father had violated that woman, and therefore the whole case doesn't even start in the first place, right? That was Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Dikatani, sheish arayos chamuros me'elu, and how do we know that our Mishnah is, is Rabbi Yehuda, and that's why he would never include such a case, um, because of the next Mishnah, Yudhi Malam Aleph, which we're going to see in a few weeks, which says as follows, right? That there are six women, uh, six relationships, which are more, more chamur, more strict, and they're not really more strict, right? It's just that the one element of it is, is, is different, um, from these fifth, first 15, right? these are six cases where the, the individual could never have a situation where me and my, and, and this, if I have a, a relationship with this woman that is forbidden, so my, my paternal brother could never marry her anyways in the first place. It's not really 
a chumrah. And I think it's important to, to realize that when you're reading it, it's not a chumrah. It's not really more strict. It's just different. It's just a situation that couldn't ever come to be a case of Yibam. Because if me and my brother could both never marry this woman, so then I'll never have a situation where he dies childless and I have to do Yibam with her. Because it's never going to happen because he and I are both forbidden to her. Again, it's possible that you could have a situation if he marries her Be'isar. He wasn't supposed to marry her. But, but in general, it's never going to come to play. And because of that, what happens, a, a co-wife of such a woman will never be forbidden to me. Why? Because again, she's never going to be a situation of, of even with me in the first place. And that, it, I just want to make sure we have that, that, that clear. It's not such a big, you know, um, like complicated distinction. It's just a case that is not uh, our usual case of Yibum because my brother could never marry this woman either. Fine. And what happens in such a case? So we say, um, and one of the cases, Emo, my own mother, right? And my, me and my brother share that mother. So just like I can't marry her, he can't marry her since he can't marry her. She's never going to fall to me in Yibum, right? Aishas Aviv, my, my, father's, my father's wife. Same thing. My brother can't marry her and I can't marry her. So we're both never going to, never going to come to a case of Yibum for me. Ve'achos Aviv and my father's, my, my, my father's uh, sister also. Same thing. My brother can't marry her and I can't marry her. So there's never going to be a situation where that's going to come to a case of Yibum. And my emo, so the point is the Gemara is making now. What, what, so what's the case of my mother in that scenario? If it's my father, a woman who my father is married to, that's the same case we just mentioned before in the same Mishnah, that my father's wife. Right? So that can't be the case. So right? rather, what must the case be? Again, in, in, in later on, in the Yud Gimel Amalaf, when it mentions the case of Aishas Aviv, who's referring to? It's not referring to my mother. We already have my mother. Oh, sorry, who's the mother referring to? It's not referring to my father's wife because we already have that case. Rather, it must be my mother who's not my father's wife, right? Uh, um, who is Anusas Imo, right? The Anusas Aviv, a woman who my father violated and then it led to me, right? In that scenario. Um, Vikatani, and the Mishnah says, suos in lo. And it says, why, why in that scenario, again, are they not going to create a case of Yibum for me, between me and my brother? Because they, can, they have to marry other people they can't marry my brother. Again, who's the one who has that opinion? Man shim, this is where we left off last time and I, I didn't finish reading it, so I want to read it together. Man who's the one who's going to say that a case of Anusas Aviv, a case of a, a woman who my father violated, and that now neither brother can marry her, Rabbi Yehuda, that's Rabbi Yehuda, De'asar Banusas Aviv, because he's the one who says, in general, it's his opinion, who says that if a, a man violates a woman, his son can never marry that woman. Okay, we saw before that's the source of Machlokas, Rabbi Yehuda himself holds that that case is forbidden to any of the sons, and could never, and never ever end up uh, uh, relating, uh, leading to Yibum, because again, the son is not allowed to marry her. And that's the reason why Rabbi Huda doesn't mention it in our, our first Mishnah, right? which is the case of the first 15 cases. Because, it, again, the point is, if it's mentioned in these six, that's because they're different than the first 15. And so the point that the Gemara that Rabbi Ash is making at this point is, I'll tell you exactly why Rebbe doesn't want to include Anusas, Imo Anusas Aviv in the first 15, because, he's, because, because the Mishnah is, the, the author of the Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda actually tells you exactly where that case goes, it goes in the next case, because this is, in, in the next six, which you're going to see in Yudgim Amalal, because that case is specifically a case of women who can never be married to my brother, 
right? Because both, both me and my brother are forbidden to her. So that, that's, that's the, the point that the Gemara is making at this point. Um, okay, does that sort of make a little more sense than last time? Maybe? Okay. Um, okay. Um, okay, so now um, Ravina is going to attack Ravashi's point here. So Amle Ravina the Ravashi, so Ravina says back to Ravashi, the Rabbi Yehuda nami mishkachasla. It's not true. Even according to Rabbi Yehuda, I could have a scenario in our first Mishnah, right? in our, our Mishnah, we could have such a case where um, the brother is married to the Anusas Aviv, Imonus uh, Aviv, and it leads to this case of Yibam, and therefore I can't marry her, and I heard Yibam, and her, and her Tsaras or Asr, etc. I could have such a case. Why? The E of Ravanasif. I understand, Rabbi Yehuda, that you say that uh, you know, it shouldn't happen because. The, my brother is forbidden from marrying my, my father's, uh, the woman my father violated, but that's not always how it works in the world, right? Sometimes people do things that are usser, right? And my brother could go ahead and maybe he would marry her. And if he would talk and go marry this woman, what's going to happen? Then if he dies childless, she would come up for Yibam for me. And if she would come up for Yibam for me, me and her are forbidden to each other. And therefore, if he had a co-wife, she had a co-wife, she'd be usser also. And that could be a case to be included in our Mishnah. A case where I can't do Yibam and the she can't do Yibam and her tsara can't do Yibam, which is our original case of our Mishnah. So if, it, it, you know, in a scenario like that, it would come up and it would be, it could be included as case number 16 in our Mishnah. So the answer to the Gemara, di lokatani. No, 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 we don't go there. We're not, you know, we, we talk about cases that are typical, the cases that are expected. We don't talk about cases where people violated um, the Isser and, uh, and therefore resulted in a unique case. We, we, we go with the, with the cases that are, you know, uh, that we expect to be following the halacha. Uh, we'll see if we're going to have another case coming up, which is, seems to a little bit allow for that understanding. Sometimes a case of someone doing the wrong thing. Uh, but what's interesting is a lot of times the Gemara will say this. The Gemara will say, you know, you know are, we, are we dealing with Arvayanim? Uh, we're dealing with, you know, give, give me a case of a Gemara, you know, a case with a person who didn't have Vera, and that's why they, they ended up in a certain situation. So the Gemara said, like, what do you mean, Brishia? Atu Brishia? Skinan? We're dealing with people who, you know, you want to give me a, a proof of a case from a person who didn't have Vera? That's not what we're trying, you know, we're, we're typically going to bring proofs from people who follow the halacha. And that if I want to make, you know, uh, explain certain halachas, how they're supposed to be. So this is sort of a similar point here. Um, but fine. So, so, um, Okay, so, so now we get the Gemara continues. So, Amalei Rav Ashi, the Rav Kahana. So, Rav Ashi says to Rav Kahana, below de'i nami mishkachasla. The truth is, even without finding me a case, this is actually going to come up right now. Even with a case where it's not a case where the person decided to marry someone who is forbidden to marry, um, I could also find a case where, um, where uh, look at Rashi, below de'i nami mishkachas. It's the third from the bottom of the skinny lines in Rashi. Shalo avar zehameis I can find a case also where the person didn't actually violate the Israel and marry somebody he's not supposed to marry. And I can then find it a case to, again, include in, the, in these 15. What, what's the case? The case is as follows. Um, none of the charts that I uh, came upon, not in the art scroll, not in the, on the uh, real clear daf, none of them gave this case. So we'll try to just explain it without a, without a chart. But it's as follows. What's the case? Yaakov Anas Kalaso. So what do you have? You have Yaakov who's a father, Yaakov has a son, Reuven, okay? Reuven is married to Rachel, okay? So Yaakov has a son, Reuven, Reuven's married to Rachel. Rachel to Yaakov is daughter-in-law, right? Yaakov, Rachel is Yaakov's daughter-in-law. And what happens? Yaakov anas kalaso. Yaakov goes ahead, 
a terrible thing, and he violates Rachel, his daughter-in-law. Okay? They didn't get married, but he does something terrible, and he violates her sexually. And then, as a, as a result of that relationship, that forbidden relationship, what happens? Rachel has a child. We'll call him Binyamin. Okay? Binyamin, remember now, is, the, is, is now also Ruvain's brother, right? Because they share a father, Yaakov. Okay? What happens? Umes Ruvain Balabanim. And now Ruvain dies without children. So now who's left? Vinaflala Kame Bara. So you have Rachel here, who was married to Ruvain, right? Who's one of Yaakov's sons, and also has a son from Yaakov, Binyamin, who she, who she had because of that forbidden relationship with Yaakov. So what happens? Who, who's the, the brother of Ruvain waiting to marry Rachel? It's actually Binyamin, her own son. Okay? That's, that's the case we're dealing with here. Okay? So again, Yaakov is the father. He has a son, Ruvain, who gets married to Rachel. Yaakov violates Rachel, has its child, Binyamin. Ruvain dies without children. Binyamin now is there to do Yibam with his own mother. Okay? Um, because again, Yaakov was never married to Rachel. They had a, just a forbidden sexual relationship. So Binyamin now is, is in line to marry, to uh, do Yibam with Rachel. That obviously can't happen. Um, and what did we say? Umigo di'ihi asira taras and ami asira. Right? So Binyamin can't marry Rachel. Right? That's clear because she's their, their uh, son, and, son and mother. Right? But let's say Yaakov had another wife. Or say, sorry, Reuven had another wife. Uh, Leah, whatever. Right? So just like Binyamin can't marry Rachel, Binyamin can't marry Leah either. She's the, 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 uh, she's the uh, tzara of Rachel. So it seems to be another case right, of our original, uh, from our original Mishnah. And why is this case not the same thing? What do you mean? There's someone who did an Isser here, right? So why is this not the same as the, as the case we just mentioned before? The difference is, Yaakov didn't marry Rachel. He forcibly raped her, which is Usser. It's an Isser Daraisa, what he did. Uh, it's besides being morally horrible also. But it's an Isser Daraisa. So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says what happens. Anas Kalasa, Rashi says, He violated the Halacha. But why is it not the same case? It's not a case where he, they, they actually got involved in a forbidden marriage. Okay, so it's an Isser Lav, um, but it's not a, not a, forbidden, not a forbidden marriage. So, but never, and nevertheless, even in that scenario, you could play it out that it could, that, again, that that would be a scenario where, uh, where there is a, um, another case to include in our original 15. So why not include that, says Ravashi? Because this is not, this doesn't, you, you said before, de'i lokatani, we don't include cases where the person, you know, had a forbidden marriage. This isn't a forbidden marriage. So answers the Gemara, yeah, yeah, the Gemara says, yeah, you're right. But again, it's sort of the same answer, which is, yeah, maybe it wasn't a forbidden relation, a forbidden marriage, but it's a brother that comes out of an Isser. So again, the Gemara doesn't want to, it's not, you can entertain a million cases if you're going to entertain scenarios where people violated Yisurim and now the children are, are all kinds of uh, illegitimate relationships. You know, that's not what the Gemara, the, the Mishnah is using as their prime examples. And that's why that case also is not included in the Mishnah. Fine. So the bottom line is at this point, we've, we've explained why Rebbe rejected Levi, why we have 15 cases and not 16 cases. But nevertheless, nevertheless, as the Gemara, Rebbe, Levi persisted. Even though Levi was told all kinds of terrible things about himself, he was, uh, has an entire, entire daf of the Gemara 
out to uh, explain why he's wrong for trying to bring a 16th case. Nevertheless, he pushed forward. So says the Gemara, Look at Rashi. Even though Levi was attacked by Rebbe. Again, Rebbe is not a, 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 a lightweight. Rebbe is Rehuda Nasi. Right? He's the author of all the Mishnahites. And he attacked Levi and said, You don't know what you're talking about. Levi pushed forward. But Levi and look at Rashi. He actually edited the language of the Mishnah and he added a 16th case, Levi. He did it anyways. And we just spent an entire daf explaining why he's wrong. And nevertheless, Levi went ahead and he said, I think I'm right. And he, and he, and he butka usually means he checked. Here we're saying butka does not mean checked. It means that he, he edited, or he edited the Mishnah and he added it. And it, as follows, so you go back to the Gemara, says the Gemara, how did he change it? The Tani Levi, Imo Pa'amim Poteres Sarasa, U Pa'amim Eina Poteres Sarasa. Again, the whole point of our mission, if you remember, all the way back on Beis of Aleph was to explain cases where certain relationships make the Tsara also a sewer, right? Make that co-wife also Asur. Because since that woman is Asur, it's, it's an Arayas to the, the potential Yavam, her co-wife is also Asur, right? So, so Levi says, well, there are times when the situation of mother, right? A man's mother who falls to Minibum is going to be, again, who's Imo, remember, Imo still remains, Imo Anusas Aviv, right? This woman who my father violated, right? And then she eventually becomes, um, uh, my brother marries her, and then he dies, and now she falls to me, but she's my own mother. So there are some times when the mother uh, actually will uh, make the, the, her co-wife from her original marriage to that man, um, um, makes her... Petur from Yibam and Pahamim in a Pateras Tsaras, and sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes her relationship doesn't end up making uh, the other woman uh, Petur from Yibam. Okay, Kate said, what's, what's such a scenario? This is where you're going to have a little help if you take a look on page of the handout that I, the thing that, I, that I'm sharing with you. Uh, it is, um, well, I have it now. Up here. Look at the difference here. You're going to have imonesuas aviv and imonusas aviv. We're going to get to that in a second right now. Um, so you have that for reference when you're ready for it. So, the, so, the, so what's the distinction? As follows. So Ketzad says, the Gemara, haisa imonesuas aviv, venises laachiv ma'aviv umes, zohi imo she'en poteres tsaros. So what's the case? You have haisa imonesuas aviv. This is a case of a woman who is my mother is married to my father. Okay? She was married to my father. And then she eventually marries my brother. Okay? Look at Rashi. Um, Rashi says, what, What's the case? The case is the woman was married to my father. Right? And then, and then afterwards, she goes ahead and quote marries my brother, right? Um, what, why is that not possible? She's a, you can't marry her. That's, not a, that's, that's, that's a relationship that is forbidden. You can't marry your, wife, your father's wife or your, or your own mother, right? You can't marry her. And if, even if you try, right, there's certain scenarios where there are relationships that are forbidden, but if you do so, the condition works. So Yisurei La, we're going to see in a second, you know, a regular law says, so for example, a Kohen to a Grusha, and a Kohen's not allowed to marry a woman who's been divorced. But if he does, what happens? Halakhically, they're married. Right? So there are different situations. That situation is, even though it's a forbidden marriage, when they do so, the Kiddushin is tofes. The Kiddushin works. 
and they are halachically married. They're married by Isra, they shouldn't be married and they should get divorced, but nevertheless, the Kiddushin works. But there are certain relationships which are so fundamentally problematic that not only are they Asra to do, but even if you try, it doesn't work. For example, marrying your own mother. If you would say, Kedash Moshe to your own mother or to your father's wife, it doesn't work. It doesn't happen. Right? It doesn't make a difference. Um, you're not married, halakhically. So the point here is, what's the case? The case is where this man goes ahead, the, my brother goes ahead and marries my mother, right? So that's not going to work. Look at Rashi, the Kiddushin doesn't catch. Marrying your own father's wife is an Isakaris. What determines whether a marriage is for, not just forbidden, but also doesn't even start in the first place? It's not tofes. If it's an isra karis. If it's an isra lav, just a lo say, so it, it can be, kedushin can be tofes. It works. But if it's an isra karis, then it's not going to work. Hilkach, let's look at Rashi. Hilkach, kashemes rasha zeh. When this person who is a rasha, because he went ahead and he tried to, you know, uh, uh, have a marriage that is not a marriage at all. Lo nafla Right. So this woman now get him. My mother is married to my to my brother, which is an Isra in the first place, or to my father's wife, whatever. Um, and then he dies. Then the brother dies. So oh, she came to me in yibum. That's not yibum. Why is that not yibum? Because the marriage was never a marriage in the first place. So it's not yibum. And therefore, if my brother had two wives, my mother and some other person, some other woman, is the other woman forbidden to me or forbidden to anybody? The answer is no, because the whole thing wasn't a marriage in the first place. Okay? So she doesn't make her tzara, you know, the whole thing doesn't even start. That's the whole point. The whole thing doesn't even get off the ground because there was never ever a marriage there. Okay. So that's a case, says the Levi, of imo she'em poteret sarasa. Fine. That's a case of a woman who doesn't end up, um, you know, uh, making her, her co-wife patur from Yibam. That's the first case here on the sheet here, right? Imon Yisuas Aviv. Because in that case, in Kiddushin Tovsin Christos, we don't have uh, Kiddushin in such a case. However, what's the next case? Turn now to Yud Amad Beis. Haisa Imo Anusas Aviv. However, if my, uh, my mother is, was violated by my father and they were never married, right? Venises la Achiv me Aviv. And now she marries my brother, Right? And then my brother dies. That is Taka case. In that case, what happens? Again, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, Rashi points this out. Even according to Rabbi Yehuda, who says that they're forbidden to get married. Rabbi Yehuda, remember, said, says that, my, that, uh, you know, that uh, a man, if a man violates a woman and it results in a son, or even does result in a son, a man violates a woman, that man's son cannot marry the, uh, the Anusa, this woman, even though they were never married. But even Rabbi Huda agrees that if they do get married, the Kiddushin works. Kiddushin Tovsin. You see again the, the green on the, on, the, on the sheet here. Right? Kiddushin Tovsin. Why it's only Chabilav. And look at Rashi. Kiddushin Tovsin. That case works. They actually are married. Rabbi Huda. Hakidushin Tovsin Bachavilavin. Kidim Kwan Rabbi Huda thinks that relationship is forbidden. It doesn't matter, meaning it, it, it matters that it's the wrong thing to do, but practically they're considered married. What happens? Let's say in that scenario, again, the brother, right, the, the, the man was violated a, woman, violated a woman, his son now goes ahead and marries her, and let's say he marries another woman also, so now, and now he dies. So now me, the brother, not only am I uh, not allowed to do Yibam with, with this woman, 
right? Because, um, because again, I'm not allowed to marry her, but I'm also going to even with the tzara, like our usual case of our, uh, of our, our original Mishnah. Um, and that's, it says, the Gemara, Zuhi Imo Shabotera Sarasa. That's a case of Imo, of my own mother, right? Who will make a tzara also a petura. Um, and even though the Chachamim said in our Mishnah it's 15 cases, and says Levi, nevertheless, I think we should add this 16th case. Fine. So, so even though, like we said, Rebbe had really uh, you know, uh, tried to push down Levi, he was persistent, and this is how he believes we should read our, our uh, you know, whether it's actually reading the Mishnah that way or just adding an addendum to the Mishnah and saying we should add a 16th case. What a, what a strength of character, right, for a person to say, even though Chazal said 15, I say it should be 16. Um, fine. And that's where, uh, that's where, where uh, Levi ends up in such a case. Fine. You could make an argument, right, that once you have to give two cases and the first case is sort of a joke case in the first place, it's just not even a case in the first place. You could argue that it's another argument against Levi because you're basically saying, well, I'll tell you, there's sometimes emo works and sometimes emo doesn't work. And the first case of emo is really a case that's, like you said, it's sort of like a farce because it's a marriage that never would happen in the first place. But okay, nevertheless, Levi felt uh, this was uh, such a case that that should work. Um, we are just about out of time. So we'll stop here. And Mitch Shema, tomorrow we will... Uh, We'll finish.